You know what this is, right? It's a $5 bill. Now you might not use paper money that much anymore, but I wanna ensure you that this is a legit, crisp, clean $5 bill. Now if I yell at this $5 bill and say, you stupid $5 bill, is it still worth $5? How about if I say, you worthless $5 bill, is it still worth $5? Now how about if I crumple it up and throw this $5 bill on here and stomp on it, is it still worth $5? Well, absolutely. But how about if I rip and tear this $5 bill in half? Is it still worth $5? Even if I burnt it, is it worth $5? Well, legally, yes, it is worth $5 simply because there's an ID code on it and it is legit a $5 bill. You know, so many times we put our value on what other people say about us rather than what God's word says about us. And as you would know, our words have value to bring life, encouragement, healing, and strength, or our words have the destructive value to either divide, shut out, cancel out, bring down, manipulate, judge, or even hurt others. You don't even have to go very far to see the positive or destructive nature of our words. Just go to social media. There are so many harmful posts, comments, hashtags on each other, it is ultimately overwhelming. Now don't do this, but let's just think, put a political post on your social media and imagine the array of comments, opinions, and disagreements you would get. Sadly, people have even done harmful things to themselves simply because strangers or trolls on social media have posted hurtful things to them. Unfortunately, we are wired to listen to hurtful things. We listen to hurtful words because we live ultimately in a broken world. We live in a world of sin. We live in a broken world that hurt others. Even psychologists suggest that it takes five positive words just to cancel out one negative word. We are wired to let the negative words stick with us. Now, the book of Proverbs, a book written by King Solomon, considered richer than Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos together combined, he was worth $2 trillion US and smarter, or even smarter than Elon Musk, wrote bite-sized truths, ancient tweets we are calling them, of wise ways to live by. In fact, the entire known world would come to see King Solomon and listen to his Proverbs. Listen to what King Solomon had to say in Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the words of the wise bring healing. You see, King Solomon compares the words that we say as weapons. As the tongue is shaped like a sword, we can use to sharpen each other or use to stab and strike one another. Sometimes we use our words as weapons against others. Cutting remarks, re reckless speech usually happens in the moment, doesn't it? In the heat of anger or bitterness or through social media, our words spew out pain, causing anguish wherever we go. Or we tend to judge others, don't we? Especially those who are different than us, who have opposing political views or who don't jive in the same circles as us. And consequently, we respond by saying hurtful things. Or 
you have been personally hurt by others with their words. And subconsciously or cons consequently, we say hurtful things out of self-protectionism. Listen to what King Solomon has to say about our words in Proverbs 30, 14. There are those whose teeth are like swords, whose fangs are like knives. You see, King Solomon compares our words as spewing out knives, whether in my anger or frustration or whether in my judgment and presuppositions of others. Simply because they are different than me or out of my self-protectionism, we use our words as weapons like knives, stabbing and striking one another rather than sharpening one another. Yet not only do we use our words as weapons against others, but sometimes we use our words against ourselves. It is considered negative self-talk. It is what we say to ourselves. Sometimes we say words to ourselves like you are no good or you will never measure up or no one will ever like you. But negative self-talk is just that. It's negative. It's not necessarily true. The 2020 Olympics started last week. These athletes all around the world have trained their entire lives to be at their very best for Tokyo. And it is amazing to see their, these athletes perform at their best. As Olympians, it has been proven that positive self-talk rather than negative self-talk increases performance in athletes. Personal mantras like you got this or go for it or bring it home has helped them wrestle down negative self-talk. In most cases, Olympians will act out their routines in their minds before they perform their awe-inspiring routine for the world to see. In the same way, as those at the highest peak of performance wrestle with negative self-talk, we all wrestle with negative self-talk. And if not managed well, we'll end with destructive thoughts, and as words like weapons, we stab and strike ourselves from the full potential we have in this world. So not only do we use our words as weapons against others or ourselves, but we sometimes use words as weapons against God. In Psalm 106.33, we see the example of Moses' bitterness with the people of God. For they made his spirit bitter, the word says, and he spoke rashly with his lips. For they means God's pre-people and made him spirit bitter. Now let's pause there for a second. The people of God made Moses' spirit bitter because they complained for 40 years. Imagine that. They, the people of God complained about being in the desert. They wanted to go back to Egypt or to slavery. They complained about not having enough food, even though God provided food. They complained about not having enough water, yet God miraculously provided water. They complained about Moses' leadership and even blamed Moses for being in the desert, even though it was God who brought them into the desert before going into the promised land. And then the final straw for Moses. They were complaining about a lack of water again. And he, Moses, spoke rashly with his lips to the people of God and to God. Because of these words that Moses said, he never reached the promised land. Moses lashed out to his people and ultimately God trading his trust in God for his own impulses. Now, is it okay to be frank and honest and raw with God? Absolutely. Do you need to trust God in the midst of your bitterness? Yes. Is it okay to vent and be real with God? Always. But do we need to trust that God knows best in the midst of our frustrations? Absolutely. And we all have choices, don't we? As this ancient tweet suggests, what we do with our words? Will we either spew out knives to others or to ourselves or to God, or will we add healing to our words? Listen to the rest of this ancient tweet. The words of the wise bring healing. You see, our words can bring healing. As your outline will show you, our words as healers. 
As a kid, we grew up camping during the summers. At this one particular camp spot, my brother and I would get on our pedal bikes and race around the trails against each other. At one particular place, I wiped out pretty hard. My bike hit a big rock that didn't move, but I sure did. I felt like I was flying away from my bike as my bike tumbled above me and then landed on my leg. Now, like any preteen boy, I simply got back up and kept going. But when I got back to the campsite later that day, I realized the gears of my bike pierced open my leg, mixing dirt, blood, and gear grease into my leg. As we cleaned it up as best as we could, after camping, I had to go to the doctor to get it cleaned out. Friends, it was so painful, but necessary. I couldn't experience healing until I went to the doctor. In the same way, our words have the value to add healing to someone's life. In the mixture of brokenness, pain, and hurt in our world, our words can speak life and healing into others. Why should we do that? Well, it's because of Jesus, the great doctor who spoke words of life and healing into you. Listen to Jesus' words in John 10.10. I have come that they may have life and have life to the full. In other words, meaning you and me. We can experience this life and have it to the full. The word life Jesus refers here is Zoe. Zoe means salvation, eternal life, and healing. Jesus came to give salvation from our sins, but also heal us from our brokenness. In other words, we can speak life and healing to others simply because Jesus has spoken life and healing into us. Nikola Tesla, the inspiration of Tesla uh, electric vehicles, maybe you want to buy me one, um, said this, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibrations. In short, what he was saying is that all energy comes from sound. Now think about this for a second. Jesus was there when he spoke into creation, into being. The mountains, the waters, the vegetation, the animals in the sea and the land, Jesus was there. Jesus was also there when he breathed life, spoke into humanity, into being. Jesus came to show or to speak humanity the way to experience full life. And even the Apostle Paul says this, that faith comes from hearing and by hearing the words of Christ. You see, we can speak life and healing to others simply because of Jesus, who spoke creation into being, life into form, and eternal purpose into you and me. In a world that devalues each other in relationships or in politics or opinions, we see it all over social media and everywhere else in between, we have an opportunity to add value into people's lives because of Jesus. So how can our words be healers to people's lives? Well, first, you and I could bring healing word simply because of a thoughtful word. A few years ago, one of my youth leaders invited my family over for dinner. As we entered his house, on his fridge was an encouraging note from his grade nine small group guys 10 years ago. When I asked him why it was still in the fridge, this is what he said to me. It reminds me of the difference I've made in young people's lives. It helps me stay focused when I get frustrated. Now, anyone who works with junior high guys have never been frustrated before, have they? But those who work with junior high guys, I think, are the closest to Christ. They are the true heroes in church ministry. And he also says this, it keeps the why in front of, front of me. Remember when someone said a healing word to you? Maybe it's an encouraging note or someone who gave that note to you. Or a prophetic word when someone prayed over you or for you. Remember the impact those words had on your life? Not only that, but consider this, that Jesus' words today can also bring healing to you. 
The same Jesus who spoke into creation and life and purpose can speak to you today. Will you allow God's words bring healing into your situation today? So not only does a healing word bring a thoughtful word, but second, we see that those who bring a healing word seek the best for others. In a world that's screaming their personalization of identity, truths, trusts, and tribes, bringing a healing word to others unites people together. Healing words restore trust. Healing words repairs broken relationships. Healing words bring wholeness. Now in 2018, for the first time in 16 years, my whole family came over for Christmas. Yeah, I'm talking about Christmas in the summer. Now let me give you some context. In 2002, my brother unfortunately took his life during the Christmas holidays on December 27th. It was absolutely devastating. Consequently, in 2006, my parents separated and in 2007, they divorced. During that time, Isabel, my oldest, was born in 2006 and Joseph, my son, was born in 2007. You see, some of my highest moments of my life was met with my lowest of lows. Those times were marked with brokenness, pain, and hurt in my family. Yet, in 2018, my family, my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, with her one-year-old boy, and my family came together to celebrate Christmas in our home. Kudos to Anik. I will never forget when we had communion together and prayed for one another and blessed one another for the first time in 16 years. Honestly, this could have only happened because of Jesus. You see, a healing word brings out the best in others. Why? Because Jesus gave his very best to us. So not only does a healing word bring a thoughtful word or seek the best of others, but last, those who bring a healing word are patient during insults and judgments. Have you ever been misunderstood before, judged or accused, maybe misrepresented in your family or your home or your workplace or your business? Listen, patience is wisdom and wisdom is patience. Wisdom does not react, it responds appropriately. Wisdom at the end of the day will always have the last laugh. Consider Jesus, friend. He was mocked. He was misunderstood, beaten, judged to death without a proper trial of what he did. But he took on all the knives of humanity. Why? Because wisdom was speaking. We know the story, don't we? Jesus rose again on the third day. He defied logic. He conquered death. He ascended into heaven so that you and I can experience eternal life and healing in him. And this leads me to the big idea, friends, a short phrase to sum up today's teaching. And here it is. Your value is not based on words. Your value is based on the word. Your value isn't based on what others say to you or about you, but your true value comes from the one who created you. Your value isn't based on what the words you say even to yourself. Listen, Jesus became the word in flesh so that you can experience real value from him. You see, you might feel like this $5 bill. You might have been beaten up, crumpled up, stomped on, and even perhaps broken. But just like this $5 bill, it still has its full value. And to God, you are fully valued and immeasurably valuable to him. Maybe you are here today and the words of others have cut you down, even from those closest to you. These words have been used as weapons against you and like knives, you still have the open wounds in your heart or your mind or your emotions. Listen, Jesus wants to heal you today, to speak words of life over the wounds of others. Maybe you are here today and you have allowed your own words to become weapons in your own mind and heart. Honestly, we've all 
been there before. We deal with negative self-talk. But you need to know that you are not alone. Jesus came to bring you life, to speak words of life into you, and to heal you from your brokenness. You might be here today listening, and you have heard about Jesus' love before, but you've never allowed his love to speak into you. Will you let his words of love speak into you? Will you let his words heal you today? And maybe you are here today and your words have turned into weapons against God. You know, I get it. I've been there before. I understand. But don't let your words warp your perspective that God is still God and he knows what's best. Maybe you are here today and you need to let his thoughts be your thoughts and be the foundation of the voices around you. Don't be like Moses who out of anger and frustration decided to do his own thing rather than trust God. And yet some of you here today need to make a choice. Your words have the power to devalue others or to add value to others. And as followers of Jesus, we are called to speak life into each other, not death. We are to add value to others, not devalue others with our words. As followers of Jesus, we are responsible to speak the words of Jesus into people, not religion or judgment. We are either reckless with our words or wise with our words. How will your words add value to others this week? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity that we can gather online like this and just go through what it means to find value in you. I pray for every single person that is listening today that they would give and respond their lives and their words to you today. If there's people here that just feel devalued, that they would find their value in you. I pray that we would actually, all of us who are listening today, use our words to add value to others rather than devalue. And we pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.